Hey, and welcome back to the best thing you watched this week. Got Chris from Movies and Munchies, myself, Ruben from the Ruby Tuesday. It's been an interesting week for me. It's been a week of cold. My son went away for five days, came back after spending 10 minutes of the rain in the rain, chasing a pigeon, came back with a heady cold, gave it to me. <laughs> so if I, oh, no. if I sound a little bit more nasally this time and, and you're getting a bit more ASMR. Sorry. Uh... <laughs> Then you exactly. Then you'll know why. But I think we have an eclectic <laughs> content of what we're going to be talking about. Whether it what it is the best thing that we watched. At the same time, your audio exclusive. We do have an interesting film, a Neeson film to talk about, uh, which I'm sure is an, an amazing film, and we'll be gushing all about that. That's in the audio exclusive content bit with the things that we're looking forward to and some entertainment news. So it really is. A fun experience there as well. So wherever you listen to audio stuff, uh, audio podcasts, we're probably on that platform. And then this week's Patreon is the last American extravaganza of me tasting sweets and and Chris giving me uh, diabetes once more. Uh, that is a new video that'll be on there. Thank you so much for our new patrons that are joining us. We are very excited to have you there with us. We yes. have an eclectic tier list of things to, you can get us to do, whether it's doing short skits <laughs> or it is uh, reviewing series or movies mm -hmm. or even just a little bit of fun information. Or even if you want to join us on one, there are tiers that you can check from like really cheap to God mode Nicolas Cage. So <laughs> uh, you can check that out in the descriptions below. Chris wants to say something. Uh, you, I, I think Ruben's been going rogue someplace. I heard we're doing skits. Yeah. <laughs> that that's a <laughs> um, okay. Well, there you go. If you if that's what you, you want us to do, it <laughs> news to me. But okay, I'm doing it. Yep. All the tears out. <laughs> I apparently have not. There's going to be sneaky oh, ones there. Falling with like behind, oh. and Chris will do this if you ask him really nicely. Yeah. <laughs> Chris shaves the center of his beard. Yes. I'll do like just a, a, a buzz cut no. straight down the middle. <laughs> so bad. Anyway, we should start. Hi, Chris. Oh, man. Yes. Hi, Ruben. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, well, I'm sorry to hear that uh, that you had mm. the head cold a little bit. Uh, it is funny, though, that your son was chasing well, birds Well, the pigeon the couldn't fly so because that's... it was so heavily raining, so he was chasing it and then allowing it to run away some more because it couldn't fly away, and then he would catch up, and he spent 10 minutes doing that. And I say to him, well, who won? The pigeon won because you came back with uh, a cold and infected the rest of your family. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Rats with oh, yeah, wings right with there. Feet, yeah. yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never heard that is. one before. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, well, hey, so to do something different this week, Ruben typically gives us a movie quote quiz and I ask mm -hmm. a question. We're doing it different what? this week. I'm going to give the movie quote quiz. <laughs> And Ruben is going to ask the question. But first, mm -hmm. we did get a winner from last week. Um, Leah yeah. Wilkie Donnelly got Holy Grail, Con Air, and The Martian. So, and I only got Con Air because of Ruben's <laughs> visual hint of him moving his fingers forward and back. At a this Nicholas point, Cage. I do need to apologize <laughs> to the audio listeners. 
I am uh, every every week I listen back and I, I know Chris does as well. And there are moments when I go, I really need to do more visual audio description because we're laughing and <laughs> what you're listening to on the audio has no meaning whatsoever. And I'm just I'm so sorry. So if you're listening, I am going to be more descriptive. Like if I'm doing something silly, Ruben has now picked his nose. I will describe it for you in nice, squishy detail. Uh, <laughs> Yes, squishy, yeah. even better. But Chris, uh, so you're doing the movie qu- quote cool. quiz. Excellent. <clears throat> I am. I'm okay. super excited okay. by this. Okay. I, Are you I'm, ready? Yes. Bring it on. Okay. 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 Here's the first one. Let's chow down here and munch on some grindage. Wow. Is that a 90s film? Yes. Yes. Uh, really i'm thinking skater dude uh, i think i might have the film yeah okay good good one i, I like the grandage okay. yeah that's kind of gave me the, the hint <laughs> nice okay all right cool okay number two dude if you get the nacho stuck together that's one nacho <laughs> what the hell? i don't know what that is but it's brilliant that doesn't ring a bell no. oh, i mean unless oh. it's like <laughs> Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. It was funny. I was doing these for my family last night and and my wife got the first two. She actually even finished oh, wow. the second one for me. Nice. <laughs> she, yeah. Yeah. Uh my youngest son hadn't seen that movie, so he was like, That sounds familiar and I'm he's list, you know, I'm listening to all the uh, the actor names and he's Who like are these people. No, I don't know. Okay. I haven't seen So that, that gives me an idea yeah, that it's so. from the Stone Age. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, thank you. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> wow. Early in the morning for Chris and is already getting beat up. Okay. The third one, this All is right. harder. So the, the, the first two are, are well, this is mainstream right. still. It's it's mainstream movie. But this business will get out of control. It will get out of control and we'll be lucky to live through it. Hmm. Okay. I have an idea. But I don't know if I'm right. All right. Yeah, that that's tricky. I, I think I have the first one. I have an idea on the second one. Could guess at the third one. Let us know in the comments. Nice. This is trickier. And also, if it's too hard, uh, don't worry. I can come back next week. You know, we can fight. Yeah. It's all right. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> there have yeah, been some yeah, obscure yeah, yeah. ones no, that you've pulled out, so yeah. let's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because I'm on the other side Chris was now. here for one week. I don't week. like it. I have to guess and use my brain. This is terrible. Oh. You don't have the yeah, answers now, fair. right? I'll need to consult the cards. Oh, <laughs> oh awesome. Okay, okay, so, so yes, I question? do have a question. Okay, so I have to set the scene for this 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 question because <laughs> Ribbon likes a story. You know, that's what all storytellers like. Sure. Writers, you just have to live. If you live with them, you probably feel yeah. sorry for your the partners that live with storytellers. Here we go. In the real world, there is a server farm that uh, houses. A hundred of the world's, it might be a thousand, a thousand of the world's films 
because there are places in the world that house seeds like seed vaults just in case there's an apocalypse things that we want to protect mm. uh, so this actually exists today there are server farms where they want to house and protect what they consider to be probably a hundred maybe not a thousand of the, the world's best films considered to be art now let's mm. surmise that there is an algorithm an ai intelligence that uh it's about to jump forward on its programming. It's it's basically mutated into something that it shouldn't be. And with the forward slash <laughs> in this server farm, this server farm now houses all the world's sequels and all the world's remakes. With the forward slash, it will delete all the remakes. With the backslash, it will delete all the world's sequels. So you have to choose one. It's gonna go forward anyway. Forward slash? Or backslash remakes or sequels which do you choose oh wow <laughs> oh um my gut instantly goes with remakes because i'm trying to figure out or to get, get rid, rid of, of that the, to, the to, remakes. to not have okay, it do cool. remakes yeah yeah, because I'm trying to. Have there been any remakes that are better? Oh, some. So let me let me yeah, put some, this. There Gone are in 60 some seconds that you don't know that are yeah. remakes. For example, The Thing, 1982, is a remake of a 1952 original film. <laughs> but then, on the other side. Terminator 2, Back to the Future 2. I mean, all sequels. So it's not just number twos, it's sequels. So we're talking Harry Potter 2, 3, 4, it's, 5, 6, 7, 8. We're talking uh, Rambo 2, 3, 4. We're talking Rocky 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. We're talking <laughs> Star, Wars, Star Wars, Indiana Jones. <laughs> Speed 2. Oh my gosh, what a great film. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, oh, mm. crap. Let us know in the comments what you were choosing. But yes, yes. Because see here, the, uh, okay, mm. going to the thing, no matter what I choose, something of the thing right. goes away. Because either the original, well, if I choose <laughs> the remakes, the whole, the whole, everything goes away. If I only choose the sequels, just the um the prequel which is really what it is goes right. away <clears throat> that's horrible <laughs> i'm still gonna go pre i'm still gonna go remix right. goes away i uh, because i think there are too many good mm. sequels versus remakes i think we'll just yeah that that sucks what a terrible <laughs> question <laughs> what about no, you what do play. you choose <laughs> oh no 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 you have to answer <laughs> i push both <laughs> equal doom <laughs> i don't know eeny meeny miny <laughs> no i gone. definitely would choose <laughs> to delete the remakes i have a special fondness <clears throat> of hate for <clears throat> remakes how many times have we had the conversation of wh why how many times have you seen an original why? like infernal affairs one of the greatest uh 
films ever as an amazing trilogy and then america comes along and the departed is a good film but if you've seen the original until you've seen inferno affairs don't come and talk to me you just jock on <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's so many like that royal um uh battle royale the remake of that was atrocious oh like don't yeah oh i didn't see the horrible. remake of that. but battle royale is is, is amazing <laughs> yeah it's so good yeah yeah yeah, yeah, so no, oh. yeah, that's my answer. Let you, you guys let us know in the comments what you would do. There are no wrong answers except one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. I like switching yeah, it up. Good. That's fun. That's, uh, should uh, we should cool. we jump in okay. as to what is the best thing you I watched think so, this week? Yes. Okay, I'll let you start because I just remembered. Yeah. I watched something that I really wanted to talk about. Um but I oh. forgot the title. That bodes well for it. Yeah, my brain is mush. <laughs> okay, well, well, for me, I'm going to kick it off. The This is something I actually watched last week, but it just started coming out wide release okay. this week. And it's the movie that I went in absolutely blind for. I had not seen a trailer. I had not read a description or a synopsis. I had only seen the movie poster. And it's the movie called Bones and All with mm. Taylor Russell, yeah, it's just Timothy Chalamet, yeah. Yeah. and Mark Rylance. Okay, yeah, it just came out here also this, like, wide. It, it was in New York and L.A., I think, the first week when I actually saw it. Um, I, don't worry. I am not going to talk about okay. the plot at all. Um, because just on the off chance that you don't know about it, uh, and you want to go in completely blind, I'm not sure that's the right choice, but that's the choice I did. So (laughs) anyway, the, the acting is, uh, for me, I was sucked in with it. It is a quiet, slower type of story where, uh, two aspects kind of. One is this young girl who is basically just, she's searching for her mother, her birth mother, but she's also kind of trying to find herself and her place in the world. And then there's a romance angle that that runs along parallel and complements that. Now, this is, I would classify this as a romantic horror. Oh, interesting. Horror. Okay. Yeah, it's not, don't, don't think slasher right. horror or even scary horror. It's not that type of thing. It's more of that um, that visual type of um, just it's oh. visceral. Okay, and it's um, I have no idea what this movie is about. It's disturbing. <laughs> uh, okay, good. Okay, go good. in that way. My son actually. So my son was sitting next to me. He went to the mm. screening with me, and um, he had seen the trailer already. So there's a point in the trailer that begins to show something and your brain will figure out what the rest of the context is, I think, based Mm. on the whole trailer. But he, at this point, it comes into the movie and the setup is different than what the execution actually becomes. Bless you. And so he's watching me because I'm watching it. I'm like, (laughs) just for everybody on the audio. I mean, it was just a shock. Yeah. I mean, I, I go back, my mouth kind of drops open. My Mm. eyes get big because it's, it's just so not what I thought was going to happen. And that then sets the rest of the trajectory. And this happens fairly Mm. early in the movie. So it's, um, it's not going to be for everybody. Um, you know, I, it is definitely, it's an artsier film. It's from, um, 
the director, and I can't say his last name, Luca Guadagnino-something. Um, he, he, he did, uh, the Suspiria remake. He did, uh, call me by your name with, um, mm. with Timothy Chalamet. So it's, he has a visual style to it, which is great. I mean, the film is beautiful. Uh, it's haunting. Um, I think really the standout in this movie is okay. Mark Rylance. Not who I thought you the were going to say. The man is terrifying, um, in a very... Um, nonchalant hmm. way, like very approachable way. Menace, I think, maybe is a better word for it. He just there is something about him that will put your teeth on edge. <laughs> That's nicely and descriptive. It is teeth on edge. Yeah. So I had to. I literally had to sit with it for um, what almost to a know week. If you, of yeah, how okay. did I feel to, to know if you liked it or not? Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah, I really did because like my kids would come in and they would be like, so what'd you think? <laughs> I don't know yet. I'm still processing it. I don't nice. know. <laughs> but yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I ended okay. up loving it. Well, how many so, couches did you give it in the end? Uh, four oh, okay. or four so and a strong, half. Really high up there. Yeah. 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 It really was. It was, a, I mean, it's, a, it's one of those haunting movies that just sticks with you for a while. And Cinema I experience? Like that. You know, Streaming I don't know experience? how long. Um, um, I don't, from a visual standpoint, I think probably cinema, just because it's, uh, some of it is just really beautiful and you want something mm. bigger. Um, you, you, you need to be invested in it. You need to be mm. watching it. Um, not because there's stuff that, I don't know. It, I think, I think you could do either way and, and not miss mm. out on it. Um, and you may need to take a break for a moment. Okay. So maybe maybe watching at home could be a better. It's better a, a question, times, that, uh, but, fellow. Yeah. You've met him, John. He always says, "Is this an experience yeah. that you?" He, he calls the like the audience the the, the punter, such a mm. British term. Like, can you <laughs> like? Is this worth them spending their ten quid on for the experience uh, at the cinema? Do they need to go out and do this? Um, or can they wait? But at the same time, when you get early releases at home, it's often more expensive. Like I was looking at some of the the stuff, the home oh, premieres, yeah. as they as they call them, and those are anywhere from uh, fifteen ninety nine, that's pounds, to like twenty or well, nineteen ninety nine. So that's what's that's about twenty three, twenty four dollars mm-hmm. your your side for, mm-hmm. and that's probably two cinema tickets, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, so if I if I had more than two mm. people watching, then it it becomes if a better deal yeah. at home. But if it's just, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah exactly. Okay. So, so t- but you didn't speak yeah. much about Timothy. Is, is is he good in this? He's good. He's kind uh, of himself. Okay. Um, I mean, there was nothing. There's nothing wrong with his performance by any means. I mean, he's mm. he's enveloping. I mean, he's I I. I'm invested in him, just like Taylor Russell. I mean, she's outstanding yeah. in this too. Um, it's just he. I think about some of the other Timothy Chalamet movies that I've watched, mm. even Dune, and he kind of has the same thing okay. going on in there. So it's not, I mean, it's not 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 a knock to him, but it's just kind of like I don't know. You're good. Yeah. You're fine, but not like 
like drop everything and you are the absolute reason to go and see this. Okay, nice. Yeah. Um, should I jump into my thing? Please okay. do, yes. A group of old friends reunites for a nostalgic evening of fun and games after a decade apart. After one too many, as in drinks, they decide to play a drinking game. But it's quickly revealed that the games that this game comes with supernatural stakes. Mischief leads to mayhem, and the group realize that if they can't come together to win the game by sunrise, they will be forced to play for eternity in hell. Do you know what this is? No. I mean, it started off sounding like... Um well, I don't know what it would. I mean, no, I don't know. So, what how would it? I describe <laughs> this? Um, any escape room sort of film mixed in with with Jumanji? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's called. A, it's it's apparently it came out in June, but it's just dropped on Amazon, at least in the UK. It's called Gatlop. Huh. Hell of a game, and it's it's Gatlop. Gatlop. <laughs> Yeah, is it is it? Yeah, no, it's English. It's it's an American film. Um, So the actors in it, you got Emmy Revere Lampman. You recognize her from a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Jim Mahoney, uh, John Bass, who's pretty good in it. It's quite funny. Uh, Directed by Alberto Belli, who I've never heard of, and I don't know. Yes, (laughs) never seen any of his stuff. But yeah, so this was a surprise. This was really good. It was really funny. It's exactly what I expected. It doesn't have a huge um, budget. So I think they use it wisely. It's mostly all in one location. And what you get is a it's, it's like a, a reunite, reuniting with the friends that were like really close knit and tight together. They spent all of their waking time. They were basically family to each other. Uh, Except they've they've had baggage along the way, and so this guy is getting divorced. One of the one of the main group, and they come together and they they basically drink and play a board game to get him out of these current funk. He's got to sign a divorce papers, and one of the the roommates has bought this thing a crescenda, a crescenda, 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 like a credenza. credenza. Yeah, that's not really a th- yeah credenza. Credenza. And inside the credenza is yeah. this. Um, <laughs> It's not really a thing. Yeah. Credenza? <laughs> Inside the Credenza is this board game, um, which is called mm. Gatlop. And so they they play it and, well, they start to play it until they realize, like, the cards are saying stuff that's relevant to their life. or And then suddenly the Ooh. timer flips over by itself. Nobody touches it. And they're like, are we really that drunk? Yeah. Um, and then it takes a turn for the darks, the, the the darker, and they've got to play it to survive. Uh, there are moments in this where the story develops through flashbacks of when they have to answer a question, and if you don't answer truthfully, then something happens. Like you, you got to listen to the game of the question. If you don't answer truthfully, then something's going to happen. So when they don't want to reveal mm. to their best friends stuff that has happened in their past, and you get to see it through mm. a flashback. Um, then you know you're like, oh, it's gonna happen, and there, there, the comedic moments. There's some real moments. It's a really nice, fun 
one-time watch. A film I'd never heard of, didn't know existed, just dropped out of nowhere. I went and looked on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a fairly high Rotten Tomatoes score like from critics and um, audience where people both kind of liked it. I was like, how did this one even miss me by? This is definitely my type of film, like Game Night, you know, that kind of stuff. Jumanji, Zathura, all of that kind of stuff mixed in together. (laughs) Loved it. It It was really fun. So how did you how did it's you even on come Amazon, across you so just skimming like through skimming Amazon through and every print. week they refresh yeah. of like what's new to their platform and I was like, Oh, that looks fun. Mm-hmm. Chuck that on, not really paying attention. And then within the first few minutes, I was like, Oh, this could be good. Yeah. Nice. All right. Oh, I'm gonna check it I'm out. Check that out then. Yeah. That, that's fun. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, she's uh, the the lead actress um, is actually in the movie. That, yes, uh, you which and I, I thought watched. was funny. I was going to link back to that in our audio <laughs> bit when we're talking because because she's yes. probably the best thing in the Neeson thing as well. I, I guess she's the only character that I believe yep. is what her character is meant to be in that film. <laughs> yes. Anywho, yes. <laughs> uh, what's next on your best thing? Cool. Hmm. Um, this one, it, it had been something I had been looking forward to, but was not really sure if the execution was going to be uh, just yeah. done well. And it dropped uh, t- Tuesday, I think. Maybe it dropped Wednesday. No, it which dropped would be Wednesday if it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Yeah. 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 Yes, it is Wednesday. Yes, yes. Tim Burton's wednesday he directed the first four episodes it's eight episodes total jenna ortega um i i had a blast with it it's kind of a noir mystery um it's snarky and sarcastic which we Mm -hmm. would expect um i i loved i think probably one of the things that i liked the best about this was that when it started to get teen angsty Wednesday would come yeah. in and kill that. And so it <laughs> never, never really like yeah, it would it hitch at that. To get it and she's just like, I'm not doing that. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So uh what'd you think? Yeah, you- I, I really enjoyed it. I do think there was a bit of Wednesday being the unlikable character, so much so that she could have been autistic or uh, on a spectrum. Um I think like mm. it took a long time for them to go, oh, this character is learning something because she did need to learn. There was a progression that of her character. She yeah. she needed to learn not to just trust in herself and trust in other people. That's fine. I think I would have liked that to occur mm-hmm. a little bit earlier rather than the last episode where she realizes, oh, it's not just me. I oh. need to trust in others. I think she comes off as a bit sure. unlikable in parts. That's not to say she didn't execute mm-hmm. um wednesday perfectly because she's brilliant in this had she not had characters like thing um hands what the hands? yes thing thing yeah yeah that's thing. right yeah. Uh, yeah i think yeah. she would have been even more unlikable because the way she re- relates the thing brings a levity it's often quite funny um she has a few friends that call her up on it i think that was good uh, they just say you you're mm-hmm. just you know you don't trust anybody I, i've been on your in your corner the whole time that sort of moments i thought those were really good 
the twist i thought were really good as well because it kept pointing at people and you kept guessing and i was like it's definitely this person it's definitely this person there were there is a person that i knew that definitely had to have something to do with the big arc because otherwise you it's one of those mm. if you're watching a tv episode of a weekly drama and you see a person's name you're like well they it's the, them because th- you wouldn't get hired otherwise right so i knew mm. from that perspective but there was still mystery enough for me to go yeah i didn't quite guess all of what was going to happen or how they were going to get there it was funny i like in the very first episode i told my wife i was like i'm going to be pissed about this, <laughs> person. this person and yeah it was that person but <clears throat> In episode six, I actually paused it for a second and my wife and I looked at each other and we were both like, mm, no, I think it's this person now. <laughs> so there was a subterfuge. So there was a, <clears throat> yeah, there was a little bit of doubt that was created there. And then as the, you know, then through six, seven and eight, I did flip flop mm. back and forth. And so I liked that even though I mm. had guessed it, I hadn't yeah. guessed all of it. And so that was, you know what I mean? And it wasn't, the mystery was not so deep that I that I was broken up about being able to, you know, really by the end of the series because I became invested sure. in the characters. I really enjoyed um, her, her, her yeah, roommate. I was going to say her roommate, the, the juxtaposition, so yeah. obviously created on purpose. They would just do that. <laughs> yes. You know, her world is beautiful rainbows, and which is a juxtaposition in itself when you consider that she's a family of werewolves. Like, how does she even end up like yeah. that? It's great. And might be my second favorite character on the show just because of her flamboyancy mm-hmm. and then and the window coloring you know the rainbows the, the black and white yeah. and, and and wednesday just having wearing black and white mostly black <laughs> <laughs> very yeah. monotone yeah no it was good i i thought it was it was engaging enough you know it moved along i was actually surprised at how long hmm. the episodes were i didn't realize that they were like an hour each and which no. i didn't mind i mean i no i was i was like i was enjoying the them and i w- so that like i could have added more because i was enjoying it the world exactly yes yes i think the best thing for me uh and i think this comes down to tim burton is that every character i felt like had their own story you, they, you didn't need to be told their story mm. but i felt like if you went and sat down yeah. and had a coffee with them they would have a very great detailed backstory. It just felt like a very realized world. So much so that I equated it to a year in Harry Potter, you know, going to school there, all those characters, you know, Mm -hmm. especially once in your like third or fourth film, you know, you know them. They all have their own backstory, especially if you read the books. And I felt like that, which is really clever. If you consider this is the first year we essentially know nothing about them, but the world, the sets, everything gives you, Everything gives that idea of there's much more going on. Uh, and then the little bits that we do get from characters that we just hear in over conversation if Wednesday's walking past or she will stop to listen, but then go, that's not ready for me or I don't care and move move on. Then uh, <laughs> can I just say thing on the edge of the bed with his fingers as hands, like just like swinging them like a kid was brilliant. Crack me it, it well, and it did. You're right because the thing added a, mm. a softness to the Wednesday character that that I think yeah. she needed. You know, because yeah, because she could because she's so cold and stoic a lot of the time. Or yeah. matter of fact, she could become very unlikable very quickly. Um, 
but then he's there to kind of bridge or it's there, mm. I guess, really to, to, to bridge, to bridge that, that emotional. The gap. only character I wasn't sure on, uh, was <clears throat> uncle Fester. I just, I didn't know what to make of him. It was almost too slapstick. Uh, I guess he was, he's similar to that in the films for sure. But this one, I just didn't know what to do with him. I didn't know where he f- really fitted in. I think he was more a mm. fan service. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Because, you know, he comes on in the middle and yeah, then he then just kind of disappears yeah. after like, what, that. What was and, yeah. the point of and so, <laughs> I, Which is fine. You can yeah, have Yeah, really. Service, I mean, but, for one. Yeah, yeah no, no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he, I don't think he was necessary but that also goes like with um i mean even morticia sure. and gomez yeah you know and, and pugsley i mean they yeah. were barely in it which is fine I, i'm not Wednesday. complaining about that yeah. at all because this is yeah. exactly yeah we didn't want that to be overshadowed i mean i think Luis guzman was <laughs> i mean them together him and Catherine zeta jones and and Wednesday's disgust and disdain <laughs> at her parents, like constantly making out, I thought was great. I thought that was really funny and, you know, it, it reminiscent of like a teenage yeah. reaction if your parents were were overly emotional. Yeah, because they're like totally that. in love. They, they're all over each other all the time. Yeah. And it makes, I mean, literally all the time. So much so that they said that they hadn't spent a day apart since they were married and so if they if that had to happen they would totally fall apart and you kind of saw that happening yeah. when a, a, a bit in the storyline and i thought i thought it was a nice bit to make us like the characters put the adams family really mm-hmm. in perspective as to what's happening in wednesday's life still have them feel like they're a part of the series but be off like to the side they're still there yeah. but this is wednesday's story very very well done mm. yeah agreed Agreed. I'm I'm looking yes. forward to more. I hope yeah. there will be more. It'll be interesting though to see where they go because if they continue down like this noirish mystery mm. angle, will they be able to create another engaging mystery that that feels like it like it belongs? Mm. Yeah, I, I do wonder about that. I hope they so keep to the formula <laughs> of a school year. I think it could be very cool like mm-hmm. with the harry potter then then we we have the, their yeah. own scooby gang which is now kind of part of and she's gonna have to have to learn to deal with them allow them to help her as they start progressing mm-hmm. uh, one of the reasons i said that that the second character is my favorite just because of her progression throughout the arc was almost more emotional to me than wednesday's one so you have the interesting relationship with her parents then that moment towards the last couple of last episode where she has a thing that happens to her and then the emotional mm-hmm. impact of that i thought was really well done yeah mm. nice yep agreed oh cool so moving on <laughs> um okay <laughs> i'm actually going to talk about a game so most people <laughs> okay. they hear a game and they think oh i know what rupin was moaning about not being able to play ragnarok because he was in america and he didn't get to play it and it's not <laughs> i'm actually <laughs> going to talk about a vampire game it's called evil west Ooh. i'll show you the cover um and the description for those on audio it's an it's a it's a cowboy dude it's set in the west that's hence the title uh i'll read the description 
A dark menace consumes the American frontier. As one of the last agents in a top-secret vampire hunting institute, you are the final line between humanity and deep-rooted terror that now embraces, sorry, embraces, emerges from the shadows. Rise up to become a Wild West superhero. Eradicate the vampire threat and save the United States. Includes the Wild West. Eat skin pack. Yeah, the skin pack was cool. Get that, everybody. (laughs) Um, so this is nice because it's not another open world game. It's linear. Uh, so you go to different set locations and you beat the hordes of bad guys in that. What's great about the vampires in this one is they feel more like something akin to vampires that would be written by, um, Cthulhu. Uh, what do you call them? Lovecraftian? Lovecraftian vampires? Yeah, like a lot of these vampires have tentacles. There's lots of like werewolf hybrids. There's flying eyeballs. It's a very Lovecraftian vampire story. Set in the West, you have your your gauntlet that's like filled with electricity. So you're like doing heavy punches and the executions of that is they will explode Mm. at the end. Um, and then you have nice. your various weapons that are like darts, shotguns, uh, and every single upgrade feels earned. Uh, the reason why you're collecting gold is to upgrade mm. your weapons, which has real world effects and as do you surviving. It's also not easy. I went in and read the description of the normal difficulty and went, yeah, that's me. I'm a, I'm a normal. This is how the, 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 the devs intended mm. you to play third mission in dying like 20 times it's like hell no i didn't sign up for another dark (laughs) souls game uh hit that easy (laughs) mode still spent another nine times defeating a boss so you know yeah uh wow i i I am ashamedly still playing on easy still dying (laughs) but loving it it's so much fun and the story is just classic (laughs) you you are the hero you're gruff uh you have to save your dad your dad's infected he's one of the army dudes you don't have a good relationship with your dad that the wider uh americas are trying to hold back the scourge not really knowing what's going on down your end of the world uh they think they can just punch a button and everything will be fine uh you still there hello hello okay think we lost the internet there i don't know <laughs> <laughs> right, i just stopped talking because you froze and then i realized it might be me so um, <laughs> i'll carry on yes so you were talking about just how the um like the the scourge america's holding back the scourge yeah okay really so sure you where. get sent <laughs> out to th- there's one particular vampire or a vampires young one that is like messing up things for you and you get sent Mm. to various locations in in this world collecting things there is a particular weapon that can help i guess lower the playing field because at the moment you're just totally outnumbered they there there are hordes and hordes of them your weapons Mm. are average at best even though you're upgrading them so between you a doctor and a like a geeky scientist you have to go out and like defeat them and collect these things so you have anywhere between Arriving at a mission, discovering a few things, uh, beating a bunch of guys, going in a cart and shooting things like a little roller coaster, like the, like a little mini games in between, which is really fun. Oh, that's cool. Uh, rewarding the player for collecting loot boxes and going off mm. path, walking backwards. You know, first thing you get taught as a gamer, as soon as you arrive, walk backwards because devs love to put things behind you because normally you don't actually explore enough as you should. That This game rewards that. 
the nice. characters themselves are cliche what you expect um <laughs> maybe that's to its detriment like <clears throat> I, I'm mm. I'm I'm the I'm the Western gunslinger, bad guy kind of Bruce Willis back in the '90s, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I'm not really smart, so I rely on this uh, Chinese dude who's the smart scientist but can't be strong. It's very like caricatures <sighs> of these. Um, I guess they wanted them really well defined uh, in that way, as in the. Def- the i guess old school definition of what the west would be which makes okay. more sense um okay so that it, it, it's fun you you were the hero is it is it i saw you yours yours is ps5 is it is it a ps5 exclusive i don't think so it... i think it's on multiple consoles okay um it's focus entertainment i don't think it's an exclusive yeah it's on pc and uh everywhere Evil nice. West video game. Let's see. Yeah, it's definitely on Steam. Okay. Here we go. PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Series oh, wow. S, Microsoft Windows. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. been getting surprisingly good reviews because normally, no matter what type of game it is, people will hate on it. But so far, <laughs> this is a lot more fun. I think people were craving a linear story game. So you mm. can go to places, do a thing, hear the story, be the the hero. A to B, vampires are bad. They're trying to suck your blood and mutate across the earth. Yeah, you know, simple linear story rather than here's a two hundred hour open world game. Go and explore. Yeah. I like those, but sometimes you just want to be in The <laughs> Last of Us, or you know. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. I'm gonna have to tell my oldest about this because he first off, he loves uh, just the Lovecraft Mm. type of visuals and everything. And he like Dark Souls is one of his favorite games. So, uh, well, it's gonna love game for him. It's not as hard as Dark Souls, but it gets up there, especially if you're chucking up the (laughs) other levels. What I loved about this, it doesn't get the hordes of monsters you fight don't get old because the, of the variations that every mm. new section is just like a variation on those monsters. So you'll get the nice. monsters you fought, but then they'll add another three different ones. And then just when you thought you've gotten on top of how to beat those, they chuck in a, c- a couple of others, and then you've got to beat them all together. So when you're Ooh. fighting a mini boss in level one, thinking, well, that was tough. Six levels in, you're fighting three of those mini bosses going, yeah, you're easy because the guy I'm fighting now that is the size of a mountain with like six eyeballs and you're like cool 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 cool, cool. great fun. nice oh very cool sweet all right um so i saw a movie uh early yesterday uh congratulations paid to go see it. yeah well you know hey <laughs> no it's a um week one week release in theaters which i don't understand because i think if it had like a proper theatrical release it would actually do fairly well okay but it's coming to netflix at the end of the year Mm. and it's glass onion a knives out mystery Mm. and so we have the return of benoit blanc with a whole new cast of characters and um the I, i really can't wait for you to watch this because afterwards we were talking about it in the car and there's a a moment in it that, at least from our memory, feels like a giant hole, huh. like in the story. Okay. So, but <clears throat> outside of that, 
This is, I don't think it's as good as the first one, but it's still a really good mystery. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, it's it. There's a lot more comedy in it, mm. but it doesn't feel like slapsticky comedy or out of place. It's more of uh, situational, maybe, or just circumstantial. And so, because it's kind of almost matter of fact, like you're like, oh my gosh, that's really funny. Yeah. Um, you know. So we have. I mean, there's a big cast of characters. Yeah. That massive ensemble we, cast again. Exactly. Yeah, they do. Um, you're talking about like caricatures of people, and th- mm. that's what you get in this. Right. Which it actually works for the story, even though it's a little. I mean, it's a little on the nose at points. Mm. Um, but that's okay because it then creates these personas of people that you either don't like and you're not supposed to like, or you're laughing at them because they need to be laughed at. Mm. Um, so the it, it, I think you'll feel the time a little bit. Because it goes through, like it takes us through the mystery and then about halfway through, it looks at the mystery from the different angle. And then it begins to fill us in up until a point that it had gone back, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like we reach a point, you know, and then then once it reaches that point, then the movie continues on. And so there's, while it does move along efficiently, I think there's a little bit there that you might go, oh, wow, okay, this is is starting to feel some of the time. Yeah. Um, But. But as far as a mystery goes, it's, I think it's pretty good. Um, you know, Daniel Craig, still, I want to see just more of him in this. I, I would, I will continue to watch. If they do, if Ryan Johnson will create more uh, stories for Benoit Blanc, I will watch them because he's just, it's, he's entertaining. You know, he's um, definitely the best part of the movie, I think. Each character. Yeah, he is. He's, he's actually. I'm not sure he's the best part of this movie. Right. Um. Okay. I did. I didn't know one of the actors that was going to be in there, and he turned out to be probably the best part because it was just unexpected. I mm. think. Um. So, the first film, I wasn't sold in it mostly because I was sold. So much on the hype train. When I eventually got to see it, oh. I thought it was actually just an average mystery. I'd figured out the the like the ending well into mm. like just the first third of the movie. I was like, yeah, I know exactly what this is. Um, and having just come off of mysteries like um, Detective Poirier, um, oh, yeah, those yeah. you know those for me are, are really tight knitted mysteries. So uh, although I love the ensemble cast, I didn't. I didn't buy into the, the hype that everybody th- was saying that this is like one okay. of the greatest of all time. I was like, it's all right. Oh. I, I'm not yeah. rushing back to go and watch it anytime soon. I don't think I've seen it since. So I, I probably will do knowing that this one is coming out. Although I, I don't think it plays a part that's not connected anyway. They're separate stories. So you don't even need to do that really. You could come into this one never seeing the first one mm. other than, well, and actually, yeah, you don't even need to see the first one because uh benoit blanc is he's introduced to us but he's also then given some context outside of that and you just you you just know he's the detective i mean that's really all it is so yeah so i'm i would be going into this with um trepidation i guess i also asked for the screener netflix said no so i i will watch it when it comes out Hmm, that's Uh, weird yeah it i 
I think what I think if like for you, okay, so you weren't wholly sold on the first one, especially from the mystery angle, mm. um, because I don't think this is as good as like Agatha Christie. I mean, yeah. that woman is a genius. genius. Yeah. Um, but this would be the what that you watch because of the cast and right. because of their interactions more than the more than the mystery angle. I think. I think that's yeah. fun as well because. The ensemble cast you want to see what they do with the characters that they're given so often it's not necessarily the mystery that you get to the end that was it's the journey of getting to the yeah, end exactly yeah. yeah yeah nice okay hmm. um i don't know if you've gotten to this well, I'll, sp- I'll, sp- I'll speak about the anime we watched so i had a really interesting time i i think i mentioned to you when i was with you in america that there was this anime film one piece red that I really wanted oh, yeah, to see, yeah. and I don't think we had time to go and watch mm, it. So, yeah. and also the context of me having watched a thousand episodes and you not having watched any would be really <laughs> weird. <laughs> and I'm going, look at that thing, and look at that. And you're like, what? <laughs> uh, so we went and watched it. I took my two boys. Um, it happened to be in the biggest screen that they were showing it. Mm, uh, nice. We were the only people in the in the screen so there were three of us they had wow. pumped up the volume super loud so way louder than my wife would ever let me uh put it on at home and in we went and i was like 20 minutes in is this a musical because it kind of is this is really famous uh singer who i'd never heard of but uh in like anime culture or at least in japanese culture oda uh, oda uh, who mm. is the, I guess she's the, if you listen to the score, there's six or seven uh, tracks and they're all mm. incredible, various different types of music. Uh, she goes through an eclectic range, but because the story revolves around the concert there um, and they're all there, it makes sense to have all these numbers. Uh, mm. So I didn't mind that at all. And often the best part of the anime is that the music that goes in, tangent with what's going on at screen there is a big number at the end there's a massive massive monster and uh you have one set of bad guys that are normally fighting the good guys except this time they've got to kind of work together to stop this massive evil um which is really clever and in conjunction with the score from this um musician or this Oda person her song is atop that that it's like the the combination of the visual storytelling with her song man we were just like pumped we were like yeah let's do it come on (laughs) we came out on such a high it was so good i think for fans this is like a love letter to fans Mm. in fact i think they worded it like that we're making this because we've reached the thousands episode so we want to give you something i don't don't think it's canon although there are three episodes that link to it so they actually stopped their weekly episodes that they were doing in japan for the release of this in the cinema for three weeks and then i think there were three episodes that led into the storyline of Mm. what happens here which is great but one of the good things about anime movies especially for long-running ones is what they tend to do is bring in every character you've ever seen and then have them act at their max power and then just throw that at the screen and you're just like (laughs) so where (laughs) some of your characters have taken literally 10 to 12 seasons to reach a certain power level you now see them just like at their max power level fighting things again and it's just fun 
uh it's been nice. the reason why there was nobody in the cinema it's been out at, at cinemas already for like three weeks so i realized mm. we were massively late and if you're a fan you probably would have seen it already however if you're just coming into one piece and you're wondering when can i watch this you can watch it now although it will spoil some things as to where the characters get in their power levels like what they can mm. do but because it's not canon you can know maybe that'll encourage you like oh one day they're going to reach this level um there were some spoilers even for me because i'm not totally caught up in the mm. anime itself and i was like oh that person okay cool 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 <laughs> <laughs> but then i don't know because it's not canon it's just it's there it's it's canon adjacent <laughs> so it's still it happened <laughs> but it won't affect like the arc going forward the characters will still do what they want highly recommend this Re- really really fun right on that's cool that it was still playing in the big theater yeah so glad so that you could yeah cool what's next on your list i don't have anything else oh really oh yeah. short week okay cool 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 cool, cool. Do you uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds hesitant <laughs> well because i haven't finished it and i said i would but i, I haven't finished it yet because i just haven't had time but it's mm. very good a japanese netflix series called first love came out oh um it's got nine episodes which, which is Ooh. nice because it's short uh for, mm-hmm. for normally they do like 16 to 32 <laughs> this one's contained it spans a 20 year period of wow of youngsters that meet at school and mm-hmm. then through life they kind of they break apart and then later on they meet up again and it really is about first love which is why it's titled first love the way they show that is often cliche kind of like soft focus in some of the those moments oh. and you're like <laughs> <laughs> um but the the realistic way that you see the relationships progress it's a slice of life romantic drama mm. story and so you start really off in the future well modern day which is the future and they jump back to oh, okay like showing us what has happened how they met they they progress it and build it that way and spend a long like good chunks of time on that which is great but you also see their various friendships and their family so there's the one protagonist has a sister who's deaf and they're so brave with how they do their sign language because they don't do like they don't feel the need to add anything to it it's just silent and we've seen that work sometimes well chris in in films where and Mm -hmm. mostly that was like our favorite film that year or something when they just show what it's actually like and i think that's really brave and then you have another protagonist as like an autistic uh son who is dealing with life and so you you really see how they deal with how they go to work what they eat you know it is slice of life 100 percent. and then our relationship forms in that and it just it felt nice it was good the the, although there are dramatic things that happen in it you are totally on board of these people you're willing them to get together and i was just like you know what this is nice like i need something that's not serial killer vibe netflix giving me <laughs> documentaries of how evil people are and yeah i was started watching netflix documentaries even this week like the epstein case i was like um no i don't need that in my life i know people yeah. suck anyway like and now you're just telling me they suck more i don't need that i'm gonna watch this thing and it turned out to be pretty damn good so nice. I've still got a couple of episodes to watch. I'm not quite there yet, but it's it's I'm really enjoying it. Cool. 
That's cool. That's that's awesome that they're 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 showing like more accurate. I mm. guess maybe you know even within a um, fantastical type of world, you know, yeah, or at there least is the a soft there, focus. There is and, a bit of over hyper like hyper realism. I guess mm. is what you call it. There's a couple of teenagers just in the first episode, so I'm not giving any spoilers. Uh, they in a video store. They're talking about the girl they like, or one kid is talking to his best friend, and they're giggling and loud, and it, it's not quite real. And then the video they pick up happens to be like softcore porn, and he takes it to the the counter, and it's the girl from school, and you're like, uh, and then she leans forward, and you're like, is this the one you wanted? The, the one with the butt stuff? And how long do you how long do you want it for? <laughs> I'm just dying for him. I'm like, no, oh. Oh, awkward. Yeah, so awkward. Uh, yeah, oh, for audio, buddy. that's just me hiding underneath my shirt and shrinking down in my chair of embarrassment <laughs> for the dude. Yeah, serves him for being pervy. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, cool. All right. Anything else on your list? No, that's everything. Yeah. All right, well, now, hey, we thank you for continuing to stick with us on this journey of talking through movies as Ruben is eating his uh, digestive <laughs> cookie, which I don't understand, but that's okay. <laughs> it's a chocolate biscuit with caramel inside, so that's all I need to know in that sense. I'm sorry, what did you say? Caramel? Did you mean caramel? Caramel? <laughs> caramel? <laughs> I don't pronounce the second A, so it's caramel, <laughs> which is funny because here in Northern California, we also have Carmel, which is spelled the same way as I say it, Carmel, C-A-R-M-E-L. Um, but if okay, I was weirdos. talking about the city, it would be, yeah, I know, right? I know, right? I, and I don't say caramel because that's just weird to me. But whatever. Hey, we thank you for, <laughs> for sticking with us on the best thing we watched. Uh, we, you can uh, rate and review us if you could. That would be outstanding. Are you tired, Chris? Like, I'm just trying to catch my brain. My brain is like going in 13 different directions and none of it makes sense. Uh, you can tweet at us at best. We watched and also like, share, subscribe our individual YouTube channels. Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday. Me, Chris, Movies and Munchies. And as a reminder, there are several, several different platforms or tiers, I guess is a better option uh, for Patreon, for just a few dollars a month, you can help offset the cost of the production that goes into this. We do thank our patrons that we have already. And if you want to check that out, patreon.com slash the bearded ones. Um, and you can see all that is available there. Uh, like we've been doing the past couple weeks, we choose a movie each week that we want to talk about. And then we save it for the audio only. And this week, Chris chose the movie. And I think you should be I was scroll for this one. Chris. I know I was scrolling through through Amazon and there was just this Liam Neeson movie from 2022 that popped up and I had not seen it. Ruben had not seen it. So I thought, I ah, let's let's I try this. It's it, called Chris. now you have. Yes, <laughs> it's called Blacklight. And I know this show, this podcast is the best thing we watched this week. But this is going to be a cautionary tale of, <laughs> of, of we are going to warn you not to watch this movie. Why? Well, Ruben, would you like to start? <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, re I misread what you suggested. So I went onto Netflix and found this film called Black something. 
<laughs> and it was bad. It was really bad. And then I went back to your note and went, oh, it's Blacklight. Oh, thank goodness. I think I remember that being a Neeson film. That'll be all right. Because Neeson came out with a film recently that I know you didn't like, which I really enjoyed. The the ice trucker thing. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which I enjoyed. And you were like, no, that's terrible. In perspective, that film and this one, that film's genius. Oh, it's it's beautiful. It's a it's, wonderful, it's, wonderful film. <laughs> it makes sense. Oh. Ruben, do you even know what this movie is about? Yeah. It's about a man with OCD, and they don't know how to show that. Well, that's true. <laughs> that So, like, I wrote a couple of notes really quickly. There are so many strange edits and mm. camera effects that they do mm -hmm. in this for no reason that I can tell at all. They will jump in the zoom. So it will dun, 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 go forward. Mm -hmm. um, it will zoom just really in quickly. It will zoom out. Some of the edits feel like, you know, when um, in a multi-camera shot or something where they're establishing it and sometimes the camera will move or it will zoom in. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to keep those portions in the edit. You're supposed mm -hmm. to cut those out so that we just have the because the moving of the camera, it's just it's weird and it's distracting, especially if that's not the type of film that it is. That's yeah. not the type of film this is. And there are so many of those where it does this and it just zooms in on things for no reason. I, There's also portions of the movie where I literally shouted out at the screen, why are you in the movie? Like, never mind the bits that are not meant to be in when they're doing, like, contra zoom or jump cuts sure. with stuff that's still in there. Literally whole portions of a man walking to another position that has no real relevance to be in the movie. You could have cut from one moment to the next. We would have lost nothing. And that happened so many times in the film. This film is boring. Like, even if you're crap, you have no right being this boring. It's hey, dull as heck. There, the opening scene with him, with Liam Neeson driving his, his supercharged um, Dodge Charger, mm. Challenger, Dodge Challenger, and it just keeps showing him adjusting his rearview mirror. <laughs> now, later on, I understand that he's got OCD yeah. and, you know, that's what they're trying to show. But it, it made more sense if that he would have, because of his OCD, he would have had it positioned exactly where he needed it before he even began driving. But they also established that his particular OCD was the rule of three. And that wasn't True. three. That was much more than three. That was much more. Yeah. 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 Well, so I, like I, I, I halfway through the movie, I'm like, I don't even know what the actual story is. So I did go on to IMDb. And here is the, the synopsis that IMDb gives. Travis Block is a government operative coming to terms with his shadowy past. When he discovers a plot targeting U.S. citizens, Block finds himself in the crosshairs of the FBI director he wants help protect. That is not even the story. Because he doesn't find it. It's the other guy that found out. Yeah. And, then, and he doesn't and then, want that to happen because he's... He's the oh, fixer. Yeah. That's not his job. And the, 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 the whole plot targeting U.S. citizens, that was so vague and ill-defined. Yeah. Um, was it supposed to be like as a 
like as a modern type of thing, like on the, the attack of free speech or the attack on, um, you know, differing ideals. And this is a way to shut them up and to keep people in line, because if that's what it is, they they mildly begin to show that and then nothing. I mean, we have so many people that come on screen and then they disappear. And that that's just it. That wasn't even the worst bit, though, Chris. The worst bit of the film is the storyline with him and his daughter and the the his granddaughter because they established how much she hates him yes she she disregards his life she's often very short and horrible and i immediately hated her character there was no like i understand where you're coming from there's no love in the family and every time he gets tries to get close to his granddaughter and they try to build something of a a relationship make us emotionally care they would just show us how much how horrible she is Later on in the story, and we're doing full full spoilers because don't watch this Who movie. Who cares? Yeah, don't yeah. watch the movie. Yeah. Um, she was at a safe house, and she comes up running to her dad, giving him a great big hug as if nothing was ever wrong. And like, don't worry, we loved you, we missed you. And I just thought, what on earth? This is absolutely opposite to how the whole movie was. Yes. did we miss that was there a 20 minutes of the movie that they just didn't put into the movie of the sort what happened uh, can you explain to me because i apparently did miss this <laughs> why was she in the safe house how did she get to the safe house how did she get into witsec yeah so at first i thought she had just run away from yes. her father she, but then as he was investigating she'd been to taken out of school with no context, left work without yes. no context. So yes. he goes and confronts the FBI head and goes, what have you done to me? This is not funny. But they never actually tell us who puts her in Woodsec. In, like he, oh, oh. the FBI guy said, no, that's not something where we because, do. Well, well, and he's the bad guy. So we would, he like, would put I her in a, he, in a house that he could control it all, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. See, I thought, I mean, I... I thought he kidnapped her or something as leverage over Liam I think Neeson. We're, which we're meant to believe that, but then she's in the, actually a protective zone, protective house. Oh, uh, is there a bit of the film that they cut out that Liam Neeson put his family in? But that wouldn't make but sense either know, because he, he didn't, didn't know, know where, where they were. Was. This film doesn't he, make any sense. <laughs> okay, so I didn't miss how she got into witness protection. No, that that is not in the movie. It just cuts to she's gone. And then, and then when he sees her afterwards at at yeah. the end, after yeah, the- when he sees her at the end, apparently the FBI agent we assume had told her because he says, "Okay, these, this is going to happen. You're going to tell me where my family is." And blah 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 blah, and that's one of the yeah. lines. So, and then we cut to him finding his family. So I, but pres- that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But I mean. This movie doesn't make any sense. Yeah, this is true. Um, what was up with the whole chase with the um, the the garbage truck? Did you? It, <laughs> it's like the director wanted to showcase a chase scene, so they get a but a all garbage the chase truck in in this film. Do that as well. Yes. Well, and did you notice how? Like because because Liam Neeson's car is this overpowered Dodge Challenger, mm. like they just want it's like they were sponsored by Dodge or something like that. Like they wanted <laughs> to to be able to show the power 
you know, that this this car can just spin its wheels, mm. but it was almost uncontrolled through most of it. It's fishtailing all over the place. Yeah. You know, occasionally you get a couple of cool drifts with it, but for the most part, it just looked stupid. It looked like a teenager behind the wheel who didn't know how to drive. I, and also, I, I just, having spent a little bit of time in America now, I can say there's big cars everywhere. And there's this yes. one moment where this guy in a red car, the reporter, suddenly looks behind him and there's this black car and he goes, oh, I must drive away fast now because they're going to kill me. <laughs> How does he know that? And and why would he know that suddenly? Like, why would he? Th- that doesn't make sense to me. Well, well, black cars, I mean, come on, you know, you, you, we've watched <laughs> This movies. is a black if SUV. These guys yeah, are definitely that, bad guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was yeah. like, shut yes. up. That's, this, <laughs> this is just a car chase scene for, for having a car chase scene's sake. Yes, it's well, and even the 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 redneck scene at the beginning, where that is so ill defined. First off, <laughs> because you have all of these rednecks standing outside a um a trailer, which Liam Neeson goes around to the back of it. So all of these people, they only are coming to the front door. That right. that which makes yeah. what? what? The, oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. Don't watch this movie. it's so bad i actually watched this movie in three parts chris i I watched the first bit and then switched it off angry watched the (laughs) second part last night uh so that would be friday night and thought (laughs) you know what i'm just gonna tell chris i did i couldn't finish it like i literally i couldn't get to it and then this morning i was sleepy so managed to switch it on and kind of in a haze as i'm waking up get through to the rest i i resented having to spend my time watching this absolute nonsense i would much rather watch a bad film that knows it's a bad film and embraces it totally this this is a film that pretends that it's a good film and just pisses me off the whole way (laughs) because if i'd been given the budget if you and i got our heads together we were given the budget and this talent and the the the, the crew at at least I guarantee with our experiences, we could make a better film than this. I'm not saying we're good filmmakers. I'm just saying it's not hard to produce a better film than this. Yeah, it just, it, it, oh gosh, just, my wife was so upset. Yeah, um, I'm with because, her. Because <laughs> she was there and she's like, why are we watching this? And I said, because we picked it. And, yeah. and then I Don't was like, well, I me picked it. This. Yeah. <laughs> it's you picked this one, Chris. <laughs> I picked this turd. I know. I, full, I didn't oh. know about it though. Okay, fair uh, enough. No, to be but, fair, um, Nisam is normally, well, has been. I'm not yes. so sure anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's been making some choices lately, I think, that are... Those are choices, and they yes, are Yes, they are choices. They, they have yeah, run Because times. money, I think, <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's just... Come on, you're better than this, man. Jeez. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, enough depressing. Uh, so, Blacklight, <laughs> if you've not seen it and you've been tempted to watch it, don't. don't. <laughs> um, there's... Although... There, there might be a morbid curiosity after how much we've trashed it now to see if they hate it as much as we did. This is true, but still, there's so many other better bad things to watch. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Should Good we dive Lord. into some news? Yes. Let's, t- okay. let's, let's do this. Um, can we talk about James Cameron? I want to talk about James Cameron. Okay. Yes. Okay, so, what about James Cameron? 
there I'm just pulling up my tweets now because I, I tweeted it and I want to get it accurate. There is an article, a wonderful and actual journalistic piece on James Cameron. Okay. Um, I couldn't sleep one night during the week and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to spend my life on Twitter and, you know, it's normally a cesspool of... <laughs> Sadness. That's dangerous. And, and yeah, it's it's not good for you. But there's an article that came out on Twitter. I think it's GQ UK. I'm just trying to find it. Where this particular writer spent a week with James Cameron on set, um, and just talking about like the filmmaking process, what it takes to make a movie, um, what it takes to make a movie that he makes a movie. I wish, I wish I could find it now. Where is it? Oh, it's so annoying when you want to find something and then it just disappears from your life. Um, flipping neck. GQ UK. <laughs> Maybe I can just talk about it and you can try and find it, Chris. So GQ UK, James Cameron, I spent a week with is basically the title. I'm sure you could find it online. And it's, it's a good long article, but basically it gives real insight as to why James Cameron has moaned about like stuff like Marvel or um, other films, like his particular idea of what it takes to make a film and who he was schooled with, how he came up to being the filmmaker he is today. And in amongst that, there are some real insights as to like he's putting his work on the line all the time for in and and then put into perspectives how people will take quotes from journalistic pieces and then just skew that mm -hmm. to obliv oblivion again james cameron has said and this is how like you get with quotes like james cameron hates marvel it's, it's not actually what he said you know james cameron hates it and but there's reasons before, like you say, I dislike what Marvel's done to the cinematic universe of films because we are not getting these things. And yet, and yet, so you'll have big reasons before it. And when James Cameron speak, speaks, being that he is the man that has mo made the films that have made the most amount of money in the world two or three times, <laughs> you know, we're talking, <laughs> well, yeah. we're talking Avatar, which is just <laughs> under three billion. We're talking Titanic. And then we're talking about his water movies, the abyss. When he makes movies, they change the face of media, right? Yes. Yes. So then we get a tweet going, James Cameron says, in order for his film Avatar to uh, make even money, he needs to make at least a, a two billion just to make th the bottom line, right? I saw that. And that, and people went, what? That's never going to make two billion. In context, here is what the article said. He's finished the second film. He's also finished filming the third film. He's also finished for filming the first act of the fourth movie. And the script for the fifth one is done. And there's ideas for six, seven, and eight to go, maybe nine. But he, because the, the whole universe is there. He's got stories that are, he dreams these things up. He's like, he, you know, dreaming up Terminator when he literally dreams. Yeah. He wakes up and, and he writes in his book and he, he's able to bring them to life. So within context, the amount of money that he's used, it's already done for the film two and three and most of four. The amount of money that is, it's, it's four big, massive films. Mm. It's not just two. So in context, that's what this means. 
and the fact that uh, Disney are there going, yeah, okay, do it. Well, and I mean, yeah, and he he knows how to make spectacle. Yep. He also stands so. his ground. He was in a Fox exec his, uh, office. So, no, he was in the office and then the Fox exec walked into his office and uh, said, are you crazy? This film's three hours long. Can you please shorten it? And he went, no. And they had a bit of a, <laughs> a headbutting. <laughs> and in, it, there's, there's a similar story as to another, I think it's in the article. I can't remember which studio. It might have been Universal that he was trying to sell the movie to. And mm. he was going to say, it's going to cost this amount of money and it's going to be this. And they went, nobody will buy that. That's way too much. And then he said, you know, considering what I've made before, the fact that you don't have trust in what I can do mm-hmm. and you're not, you're going to be sorry and you will eat your words. And uh, <laughs> he was very arrogant in, in that meeting. He said, uh, when he was talking about Avatar, my movie will make all the money. And he said it and he's quoted on it way back when. And then Disney picked it up, which was Fox at the time, but now it's Disney. Mm-hmm. And it went to make all the money. <laughs> so yes, when he did. says something, he means it. And uh, I wish it was, it's a massively insightful piece. Really oh. interesting. I was just really impressed on the journalistic side of it as well. Like, mm. wow, this is a piece of news that's done well. They've done their job. It's all accurate and you can trust it. And also within an Empire article that he's just done, because he's obviously doing his rounds, it's a, it's mm-hmm. about to come out. Yep. There's been some stuff that he's watched over the last few years on TV that that he's been impressed with. Not a lot. But <laughs> Lord of the Rings TV series is the best thing he's watched by far. <laughs> That's going to piss all kinds of people oh, off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, I just went man. to the go, yep. It's what I've been saying all along. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you're wrong. You're yeah, wrong, yeah, Ruben. You're wrong. It can't be good. Mm-hmm. Who wants more no. in that universe? It has to stick to exactly the same and never get any more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I'll have to, re- I'll have to read that. I-, I found the article. So Nice. Yeah, it's really outstanding. Good. Yeah. Well, um, I saw something on, um, at least according to Discussing Film, which sometimes they are not as yeah. Who knows uh, if they're on right point as they are. Yeah. yeah, But there is a, um, a trailer that um, – let me make sure that – there's a trailer coming out, I guess, um, starring Giancarlo Esposito, and the, the movie show is called Kaleidoscope. Okay. And it is coming to Netflix. Have you heard of this? No. So it's a series. Now, this is kind of unique. We've had series before where you do the um, the choose your own adventure type mm. thing where you choose an outcome, you know, and it gives like you a different Like a Black Mirror episode. Exactly. Yes. Bandersnatch there. Mm. Um, so this series, though, is going to allow the audiences to watch the episodes in any order that they want. Right. And the order that they watch the series in is going to affect the viewpoint of the story. How does that work? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm I'm very curious what? because so if I start in the middle and then I go to, you know, I go three, one, four, seven, two, one, nine, whatever numbers I still need to. Because they can't you know suddenly I mean? record something. They would have, have to 
pre-recorded i guess the algorithm changes up that ending see i don't think i don't think it's going to change it i think it's the way that it's written is that at the end of each episode it can flow into the next one but because of the the order that the events play out while they will still make sense they also will change how things work kind of like i guess a flashback oh okay so what became maybe a flashback is now a present i don't know we'll, we'll have to see we'll have to but see it's how supposed it works. To, i yeah i think it's coming in january okay so well i, I love I'm creativity and trying even if yeah. it fails i love the idea of trying yeah. something new in media that's great absolutely i mean and well and talk about how to give yourself a um especially if it's good like if the writing is good or the characters are good and you, and you like this I mean, to be able to have a series have longevity hmm. to it, where it's like, well, what episode, what order did you watch it in? You know, I mean, good grief. If there's five episodes, the, the number of outcomes the that The number that could of be, outcomes could be totally different. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I yeah. love that idea. It's great. Um, a little bit of news on gaming news, actually, uh, for yeah. Witcher fans, because everybody loves the, the Witcher. Uh, well, most people like the Witcher. They're, <laughs> the Witcher, the Wild Hunt game. They're uh-huh. they're doing a massive update for free. Uh, so if you own oh, the game already, wow. you all the current consoles will get the updated version of that. So PS5, PC, Xbox Series. Um, nice. And it comes with a huge amount of stuff that they've added in, like ray tracing, all that kind of goodness of what the consoles are capable oh, of. Because mm-hmm. of The Witch of the Wild Hunt is, is a fairly old game now anyway, but it's just got such longevity because people keep going mm-hmm. back to it but they've also added a couple of things from the netflix series like a a, a mission and clothing to what like uh henry cavell's witcher was wearing so you can wear that like end game well, that's cool and that comes uh on the 14th of december the fact that they're still doing you know years and years afterwards free mm-hmm. work giving it to you for free that's CD Projekt Red. That's the guys I remember. Um, I will keep that in my memory rather than Cyberpunk. Uh, I'll just lean back into the witch. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Nice. Well, hey, um, because you were doing a little bit of traveling, but you didn't have to log in. But do mm. you ever watch Netflix while you're traveling? Sometimes, yeah. Do I'll you- download um, stuff before I go. Okay, but you don't necessarily log into like a TV if the TV ha- that you're like at the place you're staying has Netflix or something. You don't log into your account there. Have you ever done that? Um, I have, but that's dangerous. <laughs> it, well, it is. Well, Netflix though is adding a new feature. Um, okay. It's called managing access and devices, and so it's within um, account settings. Mm-hmm. And what it's going to do is it's going to allow you to easily view recent devices that have streamed from your account. And you can log out of those specific devices with just a click. I think you can do that now. I think that that must be available. Must be a a recent thing. Yeah, because like I went uh, about a year ago, my wife and I went to, uh, we rented a beach house Mm. and it had a smart TV and I went to Amazon and I went to Netflix on there and the people who had been there before had kept their their account (laughs) logged in. And so So you watched a bunch of dodgy stuff too. (laughs) 
I just, I liked all kinds of stuff that was just weird, you know, um, just to mess with their algorithm. But you would, wouldn't you? You totally would. Oh, totally. No, I did. Absolutely. That's, and then I logged out. If you still logged in, and, that's your prerogative. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, but then I logged, I logged them out and then I logged into my own um, and then I made sure to log out before we left. But that would be it funny. Just, it, it, Right. So it just I, the, a cool feature, I guess, if you do travel, if mm. you, you know, you actively log in. I know a lot of people, if you travel, you're either watching on your phone or your tablet or your computer, something like that, just because it's a lot easier versus, you know, trying to navigate somebody else's TV and stuff like that. But there you go. Nice. Um, so the Pooh Bear horror film is coming out yes. soon. And I mentioned that there was another, I think it was Peter Pan that yeah. they're the same studio's doing Peter Pan. Well, uh-huh. they're doing uh-huh. another one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bambi. Literally. Oh lord. A Bambi horror film is in the works. Uh, the <laughs> film follows Bambi turning into a vicious killing machine after the death of his mother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to love these. They're going to be amazing. <laughs> I be bad. The thing the, well, yeah, I think they're going to be bad, but I mean, I think while I I appreciate <laughs> what they're doing i i, I kind of want to see one first you know what i mean like like show us what you can do make it worthwhile and then then go all out <laughs> with these versus just i'm afraid they're all gonna be like um beaster day or something yeah. where it's just it's i can't watch all three of them because i just can't do that to myself you know oh <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, following though on Disney-ish type of things. Yeah. Um, former CEO of Disney, Bob, Bob Iger. Bob. He is back as the CEO for Disney. Yes. Yeah, so we so got rid of Bob. To take we Bob. got rid of Bob and put Bob back in. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, curious, though, because like some of the things have been like he was saying, you know, the, the rides or the, excuse me, not the rides, the park admission mm. is too expensive, which... Mm-hmm us just going it is a it is a hefty price tag to go uh to disneyland you know um or are they going to do more rides are they going to do better experiences what's going to happen because uh one of the complaints i guess or the criticisms on the past leadership over the last couple of years has been the they have focused more and more on streaming Mm. and the whole park experience has uh been negatively affected Mm. and while i know that more people have access to streaming and so it's not like you need to negate that but the experience of going to a park Mm. you know for some people it's a once in a lifetime type of thing and for sure you want that to be as memorable positively as possible so it'll be curious to see what goes on in the in the coming months um, with Bob returning. If I ever get to go again, it'd be great to see if Bob is um, he's like uh, added things or changed things up for the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I'm curious if prices will go down because they had gone up. Right. Um, like like Disneyland prices go up. Um, actually, they hadn't raised for a while, I think, but then they. They went up, and then a couple of years later, they went up again. And you know, they're doing new things, or they're doing things differently post pandemic, or at right. least post twenty twenty beginning of pandemic. 
because um, we're still in the pandemic. But <laughs> um, it, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. So. Okay. Um, this was a bit of a, a fun tweet. I, I just thought it was funny. Uh, Robert Pattinson tried to keep his audition for the Batman a secret from Christopher Nolan while filming Tenant. And he said, uh, <laughs> he, he said, I have a family emergency. And as soon as I said, it's a family emergency, he said, you're doing the Batman audition, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so he knew. <laughs> Which is hilarious, because obviously <laughs> Christopher Nolan with his Batman trilogy, like, what, yes. how do you say, I'm going to go do another Batman? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Awkward. Yeah, a little awkward. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm. Outstanding. I don't have any more news. Do you have more no, news? That, no, that's me done. Okay. Uh, there's a bunch coming out this week. There is, yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, the first one on my list, I actually just watched last night, and it's a documentary, oh. uh, Crime Scene, The Texas Killing Fields. Okay. And uh, this is from uh, director Joe Berlinger, who has right. done the other Crime Scene series. Hmm. So they're three episode documentaries. Um, I was umming and ahhing is, about watching. Is this worth it? I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know when the embargo is, but it's... Yeah. Um, you enjoyed it. Okay. It, so. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was. Um, yes. Yes. Mm. It was. I mean, it, it's not a pleasant topic. You know mm. what I mean? So to say yeah. I enjoyed it is. No, no, but you can enjoy weird, but, the storytelling, how it's put together. Uh, did it keep you on the edge of your seat? That sort of thing. Yeah. 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 The information is presented. I mean, it's disturbing mm. and it's, it's heartbreaking and grotesque, uh, but it is it is very engaging also so mm. yeah okay um troll comes out this week <laughs> yes. i have seen it now for all of those that have seen troll hunter uh-huh which i rate as an incredible film absolutely um, it's not as good as that uh, okay and it tries to be but godzilla um so temper your expectations there's still a lot okay. to enjoy here okay. i just felt like they went hollywood they were given a budget, and I was disappointed with that. Oh, yeah. it, so it lost a little bit of that. Uh, that it lost indie its type authenticity, of... indie stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, a movie's coming out in the theaters this week, which I am stupid excited about. Mm-hmm. David Harbor, Violent Night. Wait, when is it coming out? Comes out on, this I think week? on Friday, I think. Yeah. <sighs> I got it. Am check. I wrong? I, oh, I well, I, you know, America. Oh, well, this you, is true. You guys sometimes yeah. get stuff way before us. Months, yeah, true. in fact. <laughs> Months before, which is stupid. <laughs> yeah. it's Well, and it should be coming out about the same time because otherwise it makes no sense to have a Christmas no, themed says, movie. No, it says a second. In, so, yeah. Okay. So, Friday. Yeah. 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 Friday. Okay. Yeah. I'm very cool. excited for this film. I want to see too. it. <laughs> There's not many films I'm venturing out to the cinema for anymore, but that. Yeah. Is one you you know what um, if we can take a brief tangent on that my wife and I were having a conversation about that exact thing yesterday because when we went and saw Glass Onion, mm-hmm. um, some people brought their young kids to it. Oh, piss and off. the oh no no and the kids are running up and down the aisles Ugh. and it's just it's see and the and the problem is that the theater doesn't really do anything you know you can go complain. 
but mm. the theater doesn't kick those people out, at least at the rate that they should. And mm. really, there shouldn't be – you shouldn't be able to bring those kids into the, that's that shouldn't not, be this allowed. type of I, movie. I don't know. You know? But why – that's not a kid's movie. No, it's not. And and <laughs> even if there's nothing really suggestive about it or violent or anything else, it's not the content that they're going to be watching. They're not going like to enjoy that. So you're just being mean to your kids. That, yeah, and, and then you get angry for them. Everybody else gets angry at, at you and at the kids yes. for no reason. It's not their fault. Well, and so Ugh. you ruin everybody else's theater going experience, which then translates to I'm not going to go to the theater to watch this. I would rather sit at home and watch this where I know I can control the sound and yeah. I can control the lighting. I can yeah. control the people around me and everything else, mm. you know, distraction free versus paying a ton of money. Yeah. And then getting all those things. That's just, it's. Yeah. I mean, and another thing, another reason why we, we will not go anymore is because before the pandemic, the prices were fairly expensive and then the pandemic mm -hmm. hit and they dropped them right down um, mm -hmm. and they had kept those prices, but the prices are way back up now. And in fact, uh. they have tiers of prices but that's normally reserved for um, cinema screens or cinemas that have had refurbishments. And so that those seats, you know, like you said, like recliners are kind of standard in yours. Yeah. That's, that's not been the case for us. So now they've got um, from four ninety nine, which is very rare, five ninety nine, uh -huh. six ninety nine, seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine, nine ninety nine tickets. Uh, and then and they the more indie films like anime, they tend to up the prices as well. So for the anime film that we just watched, the One Piece uh -huh. Red, it was like nine ninety nine each, uh, or or ten ninety nine, and that's double what we were paying. So you're literally I'm tripling my yeah. expenses because you know we want to support the cinema. We might get popcorn there, uh, and the popcorn and a, a Coke will be more expensive than two cinema tickets so then you come away remember i was saying to you a few weeks back like i won't go to london because it's 50 quid and back but now yeah. this is the same price locally uh, <laughs> so yeah yeah at, see that i mean for uh, that that makes wow yeah no exactly well in ours our theaters like mostly there are some upgrades that you can get like we have d-box at cinemark theaters which means the seats move Mm -hmm. um in in conjunction with what's happening on the screen so that's yeah. an upgraded price um they have what's called xd at cinemark and like rpx at regal mm -hmm. um and what those are those are the bigger screens they're not imax but they're bigger screens uh better sound and stuff so typically there's there's an upcharge with that which is only i mean it's only like two dollars i think something like that so it's not that big of a deal and then imax uh imax is even more so there are, I mean, I, I do get the tears there, but like for us, if I just go to see a regular movie um, in almost any of the theaters, I'm paying one price. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter where in the, where I'm sitting within there or oh, anything really? else. So that's, okay. yeah, mm. yeah. So that's, now it's still, I mean, like yesterday we went and saw, uh, you know, Knives Out and we were mm. seeing it during the, still the matinee time yeah. okay. and it was 50 bucks for all of us to go see it. Yeah. So, and that was, that was only the tickets to get in it was another 40 something dollars for snacks yeah and the, yeah so it i mean no totally i get it. it it adds up very very quickly and and then when you couple all of that so i've spent you know close to a hundred dollars for me and my family to go and watch a movie in the theater yeah 
and then we have people disrupting? Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. No. So it just doubles down. So if cinemas aren't careful, they they if they don't put yes. actual rules for people that are there to enjoy it and, you know, kids at different age restrictions should be there and should be enforced. If they don't do that, they yep. lose customers. If yep. they're not careful with hiking up their prices too much, because 80% of the revenue normally goes to the production studios anyway. So mm-hmm. they need to keep their confectionery prices down or they need to up their um, usage of what you get out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're going to have this thing where people are, well, well, people like James Cameron will be moaning, oh, people aren't going to the cinema anymore. So what's the point of us making those experiences? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry. Took us off on a tangent there. Yeah, happier times. <laughs> uh, there's a series coming to Netflix on Thursday called Dead End. Uh, it's a group of people sharing a ride accidentally switching cars with a bank robber who then pursues them to retrieve the stolen money he left in the trunk. It, it sounds like a quirky heist thriller drama. It's not nice. English. So it's deadpan, it's deadpan offbeat. It's eight okay. episodes. Ooh. Um, yeah. Nice. Sounds cool. Good. That does. Uh, there's a, my guess is it's a horror movie because mm-hmm. it's on Shudder. Comes right. this week called A Wounded Fawn. All right. Okay. I I don't think I've seen the um, the trailer for it. Right. So I don't know. Hopefully I'll get, I'll have a chance to get to it, but at least, hey, it's there. If you're into, if you're into horror or you're looking for something, you know, like mm. that and you have Shudder, there you go. Um. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm not sure. I'm looking forward to this, but I might watch it. Scrooge, A Christmas Carol. I, I, every year we get so many versions of these. We've yes. seen one recently with Apple, uh-huh. which was fine. Um, but this has Luke Evans and Olivia Colman, Jesse Buckley, um, as huh. uh, like the voice actors. You got Jonathan Price. Uh, so so the, the voice actors enough cast. makes me go, yeah. oh, okay, I will maybe give that a go but it's animated okay yep hmm. yeah yeah i mean we're heading into christmas time and so yeah. it makes sense take it or leave of. it yeah yeah um there is a it's a remake retelling maybe i don't know lady shatterly's lover yes. is coming to netflix mm. um it, it had a had a minimal, cinema release cinema release yeah mm. yeah and then it's coming to the platform as well so uh the trailer was a little steamy so mm. um okay I, which was I, I was a little shocked i have that. the screener so, but i didn't know if it was when i once i didn't enjoy I, I have a screener also i haven't i haven't watched it yet but just <laughs> okay. just know i don't think this is one to watch with your don't um, watch this with your parents. teenage sons cool cool cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they would want to watch it but it's <laughs> right, probably it's going to be a little awkward right um Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a film called My Name is Vendetta. Is this on your list? It is. Yeah. Oh, cool. This looks fun. Suspenseful action thriller. Uh, again, I don't think it's English. I don't is think it? it's English either. Uh, yeah. So, again, another tick in Chris's box of what films I should be watching. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then on Thursday, Koala. You got that on your list? I do. Hey. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. looks good as well. I'm, yeah. Yeah. There's several. Uh, like non-English stuff that's coming out, which I'm I'm 
at least intrigued by. Uh, I think another one, A Man of Action. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's not English either. Yeah, that's on so my list as well. There's a bunch yeah. of stuff coming out this week. It's like suddenly Netflix, like, oh, yeah, we didn't have much this week. Better change that because there wasn't much. But like, <laughs> Yeah, and here, yeah. let me just dump everything this week. All of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a Hot Skull. I think it's Norwegian. Is that this week as well? Oh, my gosh. It is, yeah, this weekend. Yeah, like towards Friday. There's a... Um, there's a, a documentary coming out, another documentary, uh, which we'll see, but it's called Senior, mm. and it's about Robert Downey Sr. Yes. And Robert Downey Jr. I'm a little bit wary about this yeah. one because we had, what was that one about the psychologist oh, that's also Stutz? in black and white? Stutz. And it, yeah. it feels similar to that. Like, similar what like did that. the stars do while COVID? This is something that they... They made it, and, and this is what is coming out now. Now, Robert Downey Jr., I have a little bit more faith in. Um, yeah. And he's funny. Like, he'd be worth watching just for what he says. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Uh, dropping this week, at least the beginning of it, you've started watching it, except you have me a little worried based on your experience. <laughs> but it's coming to Prime, and it's Three Pines. And mm. so it's uh, it's based on Louise Penny's novels with um, Inspector Gamache. Yeah. And you said that for your screeners, and I haven't started yet, so I don't know if it's going to be the same on mine, but some mm. of yours are in French, or there's French in it, which makes sense because it does take place yeah. in that part of Canada. Yeah. Um, but, but there's no subtitles there's no for subtitles. your subtitles. Yeah. They were funny with me as well. <laughs> This is the only way we, we have them. I was like, well, how? I just can't learn the language French suddenly. <laughs> Give me an option. Do I have to sit and pause, try and decipher what they said and like, or record it on my phone? For Google Translate to or something. Google Translate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have time That's, for that. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, they have those live translate ones. Maybe that will help. I don't know. I'll have to see if it's going to do that for me. I do mm. know that at one point, um, Amazon had sent me a, a Brazilian series and uh, early, and it was only in Portuguese. And they did not have anything with subtitles. And I'm like, I can't review. I don't speak Portuguese. I wish I did, <laughs> but I do. This, this I is remember unhelpful. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. Um, Firefly Lane season two comes out. That's with uh, Sarah Chalk and um, oh, the girl from Grey's Anatomy. Um, yeah, I didn't really get Heigl. into the first season, so I, I I will be giving that a miss. Giving it a miss. I I was mildly okay with that. I mean, the first season was it was kind of more casual. I think for mm. me, I'm not even sure I reviewed it, um, but I watched it with my wife. So okay. oh, I'll probably watch it also. Yeah, yeah, but. That's that's as far as I got on my list. I don't think there's anything else about okay. you. Um, I've got one more. It doesn't actually come out this week, but the embargo is lifted. It's His Dark Material Season 3. Oh. The embargo lifts uh, this week, I believe. So I'm going to drop a review for that, get people excited, kind of remind you like, oh, yeah, I did like this. This is better than the movie, and I really like the the story. Is that so. Is that HBO? Yeah. It's HBO and BBC. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I th I'm hoping they're going to finish strongly. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> oh, is this the final season? It's the final season. Yeah. There's no more. Okay. Yeah. 
So okay. basically, been doing like one season per three books. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah, that's everything I've got. Okay. Well, thank you again for joining us. For uh, we hope you've been entertained. You can always tweet at us at best we watched. You can also comment to us um, on any of our videos, which is probably even the better way to communicate with us. But mm-hmm. on our individual YouTube channels, Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday, me Chris, movies and munchies. Don't forget. Uh, We have several levels of Patreon opportunities that you can uh, check out. A few dollars a month helps to go offset the cost of the production for this show. And uh, while you are listening, please, if you have not already, rate and review us. That helps out on any of the podcasting platforms. Just helps us to be a little bit more discovered um, and share with your friends even. That that also, that's a huge thing. Uh, If you enjoy this, maybe your friends would enjoy it as well. With that, though, I think that's it. Uh, We'll see you next week. All right. Take care. Toodles.